When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. here with the second episode and you know i had to keep it internal you know i'm in the receiver room i got Jalen Noel here with me but uh first i just want to give a special shout out to iowa event center and the wells fargo arena for sponsoring this um couldn't do it without them so uh much is appreciated from me and i know much is appreciated from Jalen just having us on here and being able to talk but now back to the main segment i got Jalen Noel speed speedy gonzalez mr young guy you know recorded one of the best rookie seasons by a freshman at receiver starting kick returner and punt returner averaged 26 yards which is eighth single best in a season anything you want to say to you know begin man i didn't know those by the way so like i do my research i do my research research. i gotta do my research i gotta do my research especially when i got you know Mr. Freshman, not, not no more, but Mr. Sophomore in the building, man. But nah, man, it's good to have you here. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, nah, Looking man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, nah. You just gotta, you gotta stop smiling though, because you're gonna make, you you make, you get off track already for real. <laughs> but nah, man. So, uh, you know how it goes here. I like to talk a little about about, about football. I want to talk a little about life. You know, everything in between, all that. So. Uh, you know, the first thing I want to start off with is football, though. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is important because this is what led you coming to Iowa State. Yeah. And this is no bashment towards any other school that you were choosing. <laughs> I respect any other school because, that, that you know, those were your top options. Yeah. But as I'm sitting here looking and I was reading last night at 11 o'clock, just trying to do research on Jalen Noel, I saw it come down to Iowa State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and K-State. Yep. Can you tell me why you chose Iowa State over those schools? Great schools, I should say? Yeah, yeah. All are great schools. Um, I really feel like it came down to, like, where I felt at home. Uh, I always say Iowa State is like a home away from home. Um, I just I just felt like the people that were going to surround me here were going to be able to make me the best version of myself. So picking, picking this – like picking Iowa State was like the best decision I made just because I feel like they took me to the next step. Like every once I, I feel like I can't get better, they push me and I'm just I keep getting better. So I'm just happy I picked here. And like, like you said, those other schools are great and they all um, like hold some like having great culture, great uh, academics. But sure. here I felt like 
it's going to be like what brings me um, to become the best person I can be. No, nah, man, I couldn't agree with you anymore. You know, I know this receiver room is happy to have you here. I know the fan base is happy to have you here. And, you know, we got a small glimpse of, you know, what you could do in the 13 games that we played. I'm pretty sure I think you started three games. That's off and on, though. Starting three games really doesn't matter too much, to be honest, in the receiver room because you still got out there and played. But, um, you know, I don't like doing this, but I got to do it. Jalen knew it was coming up. Our first game, you and I, you catch a bubble, right? It's third down. You get hit. You know what happens after. I don't need to explain it. Yeah. But I just want to know because I remember I was there telling you, hey, young boy, it's okay. Come on. But that's before I knew that we didn't get the first down. I still, I wasn't mad or anything still. Yeah. That was your first – I think that was like what? One of your first catches? I think yeah, that's second, second, second third catch? catch, maybe so second catch. Yeah, you yeah. still got the butterflies. Yeah, you know, you're hearing the crowd. I get it. I get it. I was once there, but I was never really there. I had COVID. But – I want to know, like, what was going through your mind in that moment? Because I know that's not easy. Yeah. And I know for you to still come back after that incident, a lot of people could probably say, you know, uh, like, did I just miss my chance? You know, Coach Campbell always talks about it, man. When your chance arrives, you got to take it. Well, like, for me, what was going on, I knew I had the bubble. So, like, and there was either it was going to run it or a bubble. So, like when I seen Brock pull it and he's throwing it to me, I'm like, okay, here we go. I gotta catch it first. So I make sure I catch it. And so when I'm going around, I see the first down marker. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I wanna like try to like make a statement, check yeah. this guy. Yeah. But of course, right. like <laughs> I turn in <laughs> the wrong way, put yeah. the ball right on his yeah, helmet. Just a little bit and too it much. pops out and I'm in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh! Did I just do that? Like, like that was supposed to be first down. The ball flew back backwards. Um, but like, no, nah, just having guys like you, you said it's all it's all right, young boy. Even though like you were kind of upset because we didn't get the first down, which was understood. But nah, you man. still like motiv- motivated me and was like, hey, I've I've had my first game jitters and stuff. So like, I mean, Definitely just bouncing have. back from it was. It was now good. you bounced back from it in a in a <laughs> tremendous way. I'll tell you that. Um, but you know. I kind of want to go off, you know, early on, you know, we just talked about that you and I game, but like, what do you feel like made you have such a successful early on impact here? Cause not a lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. And you did it. Some could say straight off the bat, honestly, third game, third Baylor, game. right? No, uh, no, no, no. You UNLV, I started punt returning. Yeah. So UNLV so, so. and punt return is not easy. I've been back there. I don't like it. I'll do it, but I don't like it. I'm just there in case, you know, God forbid you get hurt, which I hope never happens because if if you do, I'm letting the the coaches know now that I'm just letting the ball roll and I'll just pick it up off the roll and I'll get get jiggy with it after. But But not like, what do you feel, mate? Like, how do you, like, I don't even really know how to word it, but how do you, like, what made you feel like you could have such an early on success here? Well, it was really like, a, a group effort yeah like it was me like putting in the work during the off season but like guys like you um Tariq Milton um Bo Coberly um though like you guys were there to help me out and take me through the steps to like get better and study the playbook obviously coach Shillhouse was there 
a lot, just making sure I understood the playbook and was able to like take that next next step because I had to mature fast. So having you guys surround me and like make me a better player is what made me ultimately have a great season. Man, you did. And I think people saw that in the Clemson game, you know. Yeah, that game is that's crazy. when that's when I saw you uh you could say blossom from your caterpillar stage to your butterfly stage because you looked real good out there you looked comfortable and that I, I feel like that's the Jalen that we're going to see hopefully from now on out yeah. but um you know I want to step away from football for a little bit for a few questions and I just want to say you know you're basically an older brother to mm-hmm. your little brother, James Knoll, yeah. who was just here, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic player. Wish I could have saw him on clean grass running his 40. <laughs> but, um, you know, as an older brother, you know, there's certain roles and there's certain things that you try to teach your younger brother mm-hmm. growing up. And, you know, I want to say, you know, what have you taught your little brother through maybe just life, mm-hmm. worth ethic, and then just like football? Um. For me, it was just like, so I had older brother, I have older brothers that like show me, show me things and show me how to go about things. But for me, it was just like setting an example, like a good example for him and making sure like he didn't see me do the wrong things or like not see me like unmotivated to do something. Like I'm always motivated. And like, if I'm going to do something like work out, I'm bringing him with me, just showing him the ropes. So really just like leading with actions and like I always told him, like, surround yourself with people that with the same goals. And, like, yeah. that's a common thing everybody says. But, like, making sure he understands that and, like, why that why that is. Because if you're surrounding yourself, yourself with people that, like, don't care what you got going on, then that they're just going to lead you down that rabbit hole that you can't get out of. So just making sure that he's surrounding himself with, like, people that have the same goals as him and, like, have – making sure he has somebody to look up to is like one of the biggest things to me because he's going to be very successful in his life. And I know that like I helped him out with that. And then even like one day, hopefully he'll be able to teach me things yeah. from the things he's learned throughout life. So for sure, yeah, man, that's good. A little yeah. Bit. yeah, man. Hey, yeah. you sound real good. Here, older <laughs> brother. I tell you that, man, you sound real I good, but no, I, you know, I truthfully thought you just, uh, you just kind of really set game though, you know, surround yourself, by the people who have like-minded goals and you'll find yourself getting closer and closer to your goals. I saw you do that from day one. Now I'm not saying, you know, you know me, you see me every day. I'm I'm human. I don't always have good days. I got bad days. I got, you know, I got boring days. Everybody has those. But you know, I think, you know, one thing that, you know, you kind of taught me when you came in and as you say, you know, your little brother teaching you, when you came in as a little brother, kind of to me, basically, you know, seeing myself that I kind of had to put you under your wings, under my wings, because I saw your potential. You know, you motivated me to come in every day and try to be the best leader in the room. Now, I wasn't always perfect, but just having you in here, having a person who was always asking me questions, uh, always asking me, you know, oh, what do you do with this? What do you do with that? The playbook. Like, you made me have to grind harder in the things so that I could give you the answers. And, you know, I I really appreciate that because I feel like, you know, a part of my leadership came from one step at a time with you during last year. So, you know, I feel like, you know, you're a great leader to your little brother. And I know he looks up to you, you know, even if, you know, you know how little brothers are. I'm a little brother. (laughs) You know, I'm a little brother. I'll never say to my brother's face that I look up to him. But I know deep down inside, boy, I look up to him like like it's a a mountain. (laughs) You feel me? So 
you know, I, I feel like you're doing a great job with that. But uh, now I want to kind of get back into your hometown a little bit. You're from Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Well, I was. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I was raised in Wyandotte County, Kansas, on the For Kansas sure. side. So Kansas City, Kansas, all the way up until high school. And that's when I moved to the Kansas City, Missouri side. All right. All right. So with that, you know, uh, I forgot the town that you had just said. That's Wyandotte, terrible. Wyandotte County. Wyandotte County? Yeah. All right. Wyandotte County, Kansas. You know, growing up, going from there to then Kansas City, you know, I talked to you a little bit. You've told me things. I, I, I haven't personally experienced it, but I try to kind of see from your guys' perspective. I know it's not an easy little place to kind of grow up in. Yeah. You know, every place has this has this downfall yeah, and whatnot. So, you know, I kind of want to talk about, you know, what obstacles did you face growing up, you know, maybe through middle school or maybe when you could really realize that they were obstacles in your life, like high school, I guess. You know, what do you feel like you had to go through and what do you feel like, you know, going through that made you better in the end? Yeah, so, like, I mean, I was always in, like, a good living situation just because, like, my mom was always there for me, my granny, my older sister, like, they always made sure that, like, we had everything we need. We might, They might have not had, like, the money or stuff to make that possible, but some they found a way. So yeah. I, I thank my mom, my granny, my grandparents for, like, keeping me, like, in a environment to where I can stay motivated and keep like being positive. So there, there was challenges like along the way, like not having um, a father in my life until I met my step stepdad, Arise, um, which he came into my life. And like, it just gave me a whole nother like side and perspective of things. I could ask him questions um, and get knowledge from him, which I truly appreciate. Um, and then, I mean, like, Going through growing up, like in high school, I lost my older brother, LJ, and that was tough just because now, like, he's gone, and now we, like, I have to be an older brother, an even better older brother yeah. to my brother. So um, just, like, filling that role and making sure, like, my little, my little brothers aren't down, even my older brothers making sure they're good. So just kind of like stepping up, like I had to mature fast, just like when I got here, having to um, mature and like know the playbook, I had to mature in life fast. And I feel like everything that's happened in my life is like, like I'm blessed because it's developed me into the person I am today. So I'm thankful for it and I wouldn't change it at all. So. For sure, man. You always got to look at any negative with a positive outcome because, you know, that's really that's building you into a man. And, you know, I've seen you even though you're still young, you know, I've seen you transform, you know, every day with you know, your mental, with your physical body, with everything, you know. And it, it's always great to see because, you know, when you start to get old like me, you know, I'm old in the college in the college realm. I'm, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the OG compared to everybody. That's what everybody call me. But, you know, to see. To see a guy transition, you know, from for how long have you been here? 12, 18 months, maybe? Maybe around yeah, somewhere around like there? Like a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. To see you transfer from when you came in to now, it's truly amazing, man. And, you know, I think that's that's one thing that I think football, you know, really gives you outside of just being able to play the sport. You know, you really get to see guys that, you know, 
you basically growing up with. Because college, you know, some people are away from their like family far, far away, yeah. like Florida, Georgia, like Canada, Canada. Just, yeah, Tristan. Like yeah. people are really far, and you see them really grow into a man and grow into their own customs. And you know, it's always, it's always just good to see that. You know, just to see someone molding into you know a man or a human. Like it, there's just not. I, I, I just truly feel like there's nothing that beats that. Yeah. And to be able to share the same common love for the game, it, you know, is. It's great. It, it, it's like a little bubble, honestly. Yeah. It's just great. It's like unmatched. Yeah, it's like unmatched. Some, yeah, like an experience that like you can't get outside of football. For no, me, yeah. But you know, I do want to say you know, I think your obstacles and what you went through, like you said, like you know, you're blessed for them, you know, and I can tell it. You know, you, you wear that on your sleeve, mm-hmm. and you know, earlier you talked about being motivated. You know, are those the kind of things that you wake up every day and you know you're motivated? Because some people don't maybe get the opportunity to do what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, like I always live by like, what's my why and what am I doing it for? Actually, um, good friend of mine, Abel, he came up to me like shortly after my brother had passed away, and he had said like, what's your why? Like, what are you doing it for? And then like, at that moment, like all sunk in, like I'm I'm doing it for my brother, like his sons, my brother, and like also like do, doing it for myself yeah. as well because like this is something I work for. This is something like I really want. So being able to find my why and know what I'm doing it for is what pushes me every day. And like, like, cause things get repetitive. Um, so like sometimes it's gonna get boring, but it's what it takes to, to be great and stuff. So. That's why, like, I I look at that why, and I know my why, and that's what pushes me. That's great, man. Always got to know your why. For any young guy who wants to play a sport, doesn't matter what sport or even just in life in general, you got to start with your why first or else you're doing it, you know, unconsciously. You're not even thinking. You're just running through the motions. But if you got a why, you're going to do everything with a purpose, and you're going to try to do it to the best of your abilities. So, you know, that. Man, young guy, always you always surprising me, man. You always surprising me. But you know, I kind of want to get back to a little bit of football now. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you expect from your, you know, for your career going forward now? Because we've taken some gigantic steps in the receiving room. I feel like definitely, and definitely. I feel like everybody's becoming more and more confident in themselves every day. You know, that's that's shout out to Coach Nate. That's shout out to Kyle. Yeah. You know, that shout out to Coach Andrews and the, and the strength coach, the nutritionist. But, you know, I want to talk about you, though. Like, wh- you know, what do you expect from your career now? Because I feel like you have to be a little bit more comfortable in the setting that you're in now. Yeah, I mean, like all this offseason work we're putting in, just getting better with the, the fundamentals, the techniques. Like, I I don't expect like none. But, like, I want to get better each year that I'm here. Like, there's there's no time to not improve like I can always improve on something so like going into the season is just like becoming a player that can dominate like no matter what like the other team's gonna know like I'm on the field regardless of where I'm at and what I'm doing um so like and then like you you're in ultimate leadership role in the room like everybody looks at you so me like being able to look at you and figure out like how do I lead this way like lead by actions and then lead vocally like I I learned that from you so like being a guy that can become a leader 
but is a leader vocally and by their actions is something that I really want like to become become so having you in the room has really helped with that. Oh man, I appreciate that, man. You make me blush a little bit. <laughs> but you know, uh now I really want to get into the nit gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, think about something last year that maybe I wouldn't even say struggled with. Maybe you just weren't, you know, maybe it just wasn't as comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was a little awkward doing. What's something that you feel like, you know, at the receiver position that you did that you felt like you're getting better at right now or even maybe even through spring ball? Definitely patience. Um, you know, me, like everybody in the receiver room, oh, Jalen, slow down. Like, slow down. You have to run full speed all the time, which, like, now I look back on it, like, I was full speed nonstop, like, foot on the gas, no breaking at all. But now, like, I realize, like, as a receiver, it's more than just being fast. So being able to utilize my speed and use it against the defense, like maybe like slow down a little bit and then speed up out of nowhere is just changing in like tempo and stuff. And just being able to use utilize that will like just give me a bigger step already just because now like the defender's not going to know what I'm going to do yeah. if like I'm changing stuff up. So just really being patient and like understanding like a concept in how I can be patient within that. And patience is always, as a receiver, that's always something that you have to figure out because it, it looks different for everybody. My patience compared to your patience are two different things. Yeah. You know, that's something that, you know, I remember, I do remember saying that, but I always said that just to keep it in the back of your mind so that, you know, you realize when, because you're going to realize it on your own. And it's good to see you realizing it now, you know, before the season comes up. And, you know, I think that's great, first of all. And, uh, you know, once again, special shout out to Coach Nate because, you know, he told me to do this. So let me know if this all backfires. This is not on me. All right. (laughs) But everybody says I am a good debater. I don't know. I don't know how good that is. I don't know how good that is. Uh, You know, I think I'm all right. No, I'm pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. But we may agree on this one. But I want I want to get your opinion. Okay. Who will win the finals, Golden State Warriors or the Boston Celtics? Okay, so I want the Celtics to win. Young guys? I want the Celtics to win. There's multiple reasons for that. All right, all right, give us multiple reasons. One reason, LeBron James. I can't – I don't want Steph Curry to have the same amount of rings as LeBron. LeBron's my favorite player. So, like, Curry cannot have the same amount of rings because I don't want to hear that from people saying, oh, is Curry better than LeBron all time? Which, Curry is a great player. I'll never, like, greatest shooter of all time. Never take that away from him and, like, what he's accomplished. And he has beaten LeBron. And he probably should have one finals MVP the first time they played against him. Yeah. So, but, like, I want the Celtics to win. But in the back of my head, I'm like, the Warriors have so much experience. So I think the Warriors will probably end up winning in six games. You know, my dad asked me who was going to win, and I told him first game. I want Boston, but I think Golden State. I'm not going to lie to you. After I've watched those two games, I switched my whole narrative. I want Boston to win. I don't want Golden State to win. I don't want that dynasty. Maybe I'm a hater. Is that what it is? Maybe I'm a hater. But I don't want Golden State to win. No. Yeah, I don't want him to win either. I want Jason Tatum to get his ring. That would be I want Jalen Brown to get his ring. Definitely. 
Horford. Al Horford old, for old sure man. to get his ring. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, th- th- it's just – it's just something about it, man. And maybe it's just me because everybody likes to see dynasties fall. And maybe that's where I'm coming from. Maybe that's my perspective. I just like to see dynasties fall. Then again, Lakers fans might not want the Celtics win. Yeah, because they're going to tie up. And then, you know, I love Boston. I love Boston. But, boy, we got Pogo on the team, and we know how annoying Boston fans are, and that's just one of them. <laughs> that's just one. That is just one of them. So, Lance is a Celtics yeah, fan, so, too. And you know how they are. Boston's in six. They always saying that every time. So, you know, I truly don't know who I want to win. I really wanted to go to a game seven. That would be nice. Yeah. But, you know, uh, as I did with Ant, you know, I want to do with you. You know, I'm big in, you know, manifestation and uh, affirmations, just speaking it into the world and then doing the little things daily. And you'll come, you know, you'll see your goals come. So, you know. I want to get, you know, a manifestation or affirmation from you. It can just be one, two, however many you think, you know, you want to share. You know, not everything has to be shared, but, you know. Get it in the air, make it. I want to at least get uh, one out of you so that we can hold you to this. And then when we look back at it next year, we're like, man, Jalen did it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it now, like with confidence. I'm going to be the number one returner in college football. I like it. Yeah. I like I was it. Gonna put that in there. I like it. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. I'm gonna be the number one college football returner, punt returner, kick returner. Yeah. Cyclone Nation, if you can, if you can just hear the determination that he got in his voice, he truly means it. I believe him. I know he can do it. I seen, I seen what he can do in the, uh, in practice, and we saw what he could do in the TCU game. That was just a glimpse. Yeah. So you know, I can't wait to watch because that's gonna be electrifying. That is going to be electric. I thought you was going to say beat Trevor Ryan's uh, punt return or uh, punt return returns or touchdowns. Yeah, that or too. Respect Ooh. to respect to Trev. Like he he paved the way. Big big time player here, all time player. So, but the records have to be broken for sure. Something hey, records to have do have to, be have to be broken. I can so. agree with you on that. But man, Jalen, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Giving us a little bit of your wisdom. You know, just being able to chop it up with you it felt natural. I hope yeah. it felt natural to oh, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I but appreciate nah, you having me on. Yeah, no, you're a great talker, man. And, you know, if I could have you on more than once, I would. <laughs> but, you know, that's a wrap, guys. And once again, I just want to give a shout out to Iowa Event Center in the Wells Fargo Arena for sponsoring this uh, this episode and this show. Um, much appreciation to them for all that they do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're nothing without what they do. So, I big salute to them and I appreciate you guys who are all tuning in. Thank you.